The word is near you, on your lips and in your hearts. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Note it's about confession and action. It's about active belief. Notice, believes and confesses. Both of these are active verbs, not passive, active verbs. And in the language in which Romans was originally written, it is, it is unquestionable that what we have here is a call to action, a call to active living, a call to faith that is not passive, but which is active. Now, we have a problem with the translations in English because English has a difficult time translating the Greek word for faith. The Greek word for faith is the noun pistis, okay? Pistis. And it translates directly into English as faith. Faith, all right? But Greek also has a verb form off of that noun, pistuo. And pistuo means faith into action, faith that is active, faith that is doing something. In English, we don't have a verb from faith, do we? You don't say, I'm faithing to the store today. No, you don't. You don't say, I am faithing in you that you're going to give me that $50 you promised me. No, you don't. I'm trusting, I'm believing. We can say those things, but we don't say ver uh, faith as a verb. That's an important problem with translations into other languages. Sometimes you do not have equivalent words to convey the meaning that you want without having to use multiple other words to get the idea across. Here's what I mean. This chair. Now, I probably sat in this chair last week, sitting on the front row here. I did, or Mark did. It's made out of metal. It has a soft bottom for my posterior, makes it comfortable. Metal legs and a solid bottom. A very, very good sturdy chair. You know, I believe, I believe that chair is going to hold me. I believe that chair will hold me. I believe that it will hold my weight. I'm a hefty guy. But you know what? I believe that this chair will support my weight. I believe it with my mind. I have had experience probably that it or a chair just like it has held me before. I truly believe that this chair will hold my weight. But I think I'm just going to go over here and sit in Jean's lap instead. You ready? Is that faith? Is that faith in the chair or is that faith in Jean? That's faith in Jean's knees. That's what it is. It's insanity, Jean. You don't want that. That's not faith in the chair. Is this faith in the chair? Say no. To consider the chair as being capable of holding my weight, to actually believe that the chair will hold my weight, and then to not sit in the chair is belief, but it is not faith. 
It's simply not. To turn this belief into faith, pistuo in Greek, faith, the kind of faith that Paul is writing about here in the letter to the Romans, to turn belief into faith, you've got to do one thing. You've got to act on it. In this case, I believe this chair will hold my weight. And the action that turns it into faith, the belief into faith, is to actually sit in the chair. That makes the belief faith. Before I actually act upon it, it's belief. When I act upon it, it becomes faith. In English, we translate this sometimes as trust. That's getting close to the meaning of the Greek word pistuo relative to pistis, the Greek verb for faith relative to the noun for faith. But it's not entirely the same thing. Trust can be passive. I trust you're going to do this, but I'm just going to sit here and let you do it. That's trust. Pistuo requires action. It's an active verb. In fact, the two versions of it that we have from the reading today, in both locations where it's translated as believe in English, the Greek verb form for pistuo, one is aorist, active indicative. That means that it happens at a specific point in time, and it's an active verb. The other occasion of it, it's in the middle voice. Now, we don't have middle voice in English, but what it literally means is it's action that I am doing in which I am taking a part or I am the recipient of it. I am the subject of it as well as the object of it. The middle voice statement says that it is belief that is active belief that has an impact on me. Okay? So here we have two active verbs being translate as, translated as belief. To believe. But to believe is insufficient. It lacks the meaning. And in fact, you see that even in what Paul says here. I mean, he writes, If you confess with your lips, speak and proclaim with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, faith, to make up, let's make up a verb here. In English, we have the ability to make up words. Let's take this noun, faith, and turn it into a verb. And if you faith with your heart, exercise faith. If you faith with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's not passive belief. It's active belief. It's trust. It is active belief. It is faithing. I faith this chair will hold me when I say I believe it and then I do it. I demonstrate it. I act on it. I hang my life on it. I trust in it so much that I'm willing to sit in it. I can even be, have even more faith by lifting my feet up. I could stand on it, and that would exercise even greater faith. All of these show my confidence in the belief, and I'm willing to act on it. In other words, faith is an action based upon belief. And that belief is sustained by confidence. Could possibly also be, in many cases, is courage. It's the ABCs of faith. Faith is an act 
based upon belief, sustained by confidence. You have confidence that something is true. You believe it, and therefore you act upon it. And until you act upon it, you don't have faith. Ooh. You mean I, I can believe with my mind that something is true, but do nothing about it and I don't have faith? Nope, you don't. Huh? You don't. If you, if you do not act upon your belief, if you don't place your belief into action, you do not have faith. If it's simply passive, you do not have faith. Faith is active belief. Faith is belief in action. Faith is an act based upon belief sustained by confidence. And it can be very courageous too. It would have been faith that would motivate me because Gene cares for me. It would be faith that would motivate me to go out there and sit on his lap. Knowing that he wouldn't, whoa, out of the way and let me fall on my bum. Might have been foolhardiness, but it would have been faith. When I refused to sit in the chair, it was no faith in that chair. Might have been belief, but it wasn't faith. When I sat in the chair, that turned the belief into faith. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and that's an action right there. Sometimes I like to preach a message and I like to get responses. You know, Methodists are pretty much known for sitting on their hands and not doing much in worship. They like to sit like a pew potato and listen, right? I love to hear amens. I love to say something that ought to receive an amen and I like to hear it proclaimed by the congregation. Amen, brother. One of the things I love about preaching in African American churches is they respond. Amen, brother. Preach it, brother. Amen, brother. That word, amen. That word, amen, is the Hebrew word for faith. Huh? Yeah. Amen is Hebrew, the ultimate form, a highest form of the word for faith. In English, we've got belief, we've got trust, we've got faith. In Hebrew, you have pistuo, the verb form, and pistis, the noun form. In Hebrew, you have several words for faith. The highest and ultimate form of it is amen. So be it. Literally. Yes, I agree with it. Let us proclaim it as true, and I'm going to hang my life upon it. Amen. That's the highest form of faith in Hebrew. I love to hear my people say that. When they hear something that they know is true, they agree with it. It coheres with their heart. I love to hear them proclaim their belief. Amen. Yes, brother. Amen. My brothers and sisters, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, in other words, if you say it, if you speak it, if you proclaim it to others, 
and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation, the Christian life, is not about mental assent, believing in your heart. Remember, the ancient peoples moved the brain to the heart. The, the, the seat of thought was right here. And the seat of feelings and emotions was right here. They moved everything down a foot. Uh, thinking occurred in the heart and feeling occurred in the gut. Or sometimes they would say bowels. Blech. Well, they moved everything down a foot. So keep that in mind. Salvation isn't about mental ascent alone. I affirm these uh, points of the faith. I say the apostles, the Nicene Creed, the Korean Creed, the modern affirmations of faith. I say any of these creeds and therefore I can be saved. Mm -hmm. It's also about confession with your lips, an active proclamation with your life. It's about living the faith, not just speaking the faith or thinking the faith or learning the faith. Salvation is not about learning a bunch of doctrines and therefore being saved. Because I have a right understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus does for me and what it means for us to be part of this community of faith and be a good Christian and believe in Jesus. Just because I believe those things, I'm going to be saved. Really. It takes taking those beliefs that you affirm and putting them into action. There are no passive Christians. And there should be no passive members of this or any church. The body of Christ is made up of active members. People who are active with their faith. Who believe and act upon it. Who serve, who give a cup of water, who feed the hungry and clothe the naked, who teach those who are lacking in understanding, who reach out with compassion to those who are hurting, who speak the good news of God's love for others and live the good news of God's love for others. Faith is about living your beliefs. Faith is about living as the body of Christ and becoming the hands and the feet the eyes and the ears and the lips of Jesus to a world that may, see no, may never see any Jesus other than the Jesus that's in you. We have the responsibility to become the manifestation of the body of Christ for all, to become the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and the lips of Jesus, to become the body of Christ so that others might see and know the love of God. It's not just about affirming and loving God, it's about loving the other. It's why Jesus said that the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, it's about loving God. It's about believing God. It's about believing in Jesus and His life, His death and His resurrection and all that He did and said and taught. It is about believing those things, but it is more than just the belief. It's then taking that belief and acting upon it. And when we do, we have faith. We have true faith. So, my brothers and sisters, what are you going to do? You're just going to hear the Word of God proclaimed. 
and sit back there and quietly say, I believe that and I think I'm happy with that? Or are you going to proclaim amen and do something about it? Are you going to live your life and hang your life on what you believe and live as Jesus in this world calls you to live? To be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and the lips of Christ. Are you going to express the love of God for others by word and deed, by precept and example? Are you going to live as Christ has called us to live? Or are you going to sit back and hide? The choice is yours to believe or to have faith. My prayer for us is that we will have faith, that we will reach out with faith, that we will have active faith proclaiming the good news and living the good news among this community that needs to hear it and receive it. My brothers and sisters, having heard the good news of Jesus, having carried that good news out, let us live it now as the people of God, sharing the love of God with all. In the name, amen. Say amen. listening to a sermon by Dr. Gregory Neal, Senior Pastor of the First United Methodist Church in Commerce, Texas, and Rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2014 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information and for other sermons by Dr. Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org. That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at First United Methodist Church, 1709 Highway 24, Commerce, Texas, 75428. This program was produced by Dr. Greg Neal.